Hey everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Knife Life Podcast. We're really happy to have you with us tonight. Uh, we have a new member with us tonight, Brian from Slicey Dicey on Instagram and YouTube. We're very excited to have him join our conversation. Uh, tonight we have a, a four-member cast. I'm Frank, a.k.a. Dr. Frunky. You can find me on Instagram and YouTube under that name. And if you want to email me, drfrunky at gmail.com is totally fine. And I'm Eugene Kwan, and you can find me under that on Instagram and YouTube as well. Uh, this is Mike. I go by at Blade on Instagram. And this is Brian, the aforementioned Slicey Dicey. I'm a Slicey Dicey 75 on Instagram and just Slicey Dicey on the YouTubes and Slicey Dicey 75 at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of me. All right. Awesome. awesome. Welcome, Brian. Welcome. Uh, yeah, really glad great. to be here tonight. Uh, our last episode really touched on custom knives and uh, the th topics surrounding custom knives. Tonight, we're totally going to go in a different direction. Uh, Brian uh, with Slicey Dicey has a review channel on YouTube that is relatively new in the grand in sort of the scope of things, but it has grown very quickly and he's rapidly approaching 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. His Instagram is growing. And uh, Brian, you've been focusing a lot more on production knives, and uh, I think that's where your appeal is. Uh, I think everyone would just like to get to know you a bit and hear about your sort of origin story, how you got started in reviewing, uh, and specifically reviewing knives. As I understand it, you're actually, uh, you were a reviewer before this. Yeah, I've been uh well I, I was bitten by a radioactive reviewing spider no that didn't happen but uh i was uh no i started out um about uh in 1998 i uh lied my way into a sports writing job um i totally just made up what was on my <laughs> totally just made up and uh it was a small town newspaper and i started doing sports sports writing and then i had a sports talk show for a minute and um, I really liked writing, and I was uh, at the same time I was I was racing mountain bikes uh, professionally. But they don't tell you that most professional mountain bikers don't make enough money to make it a full time job. So mm -hmm. I was a sports writer and racing at the same time, and um, I got hurt enough that I had to retire. But I was doing I started doing some bike reviews. Just tried to combine my two things. I'm like I like writing and I like bikes, so I'm gonna start doing bike reviews. Uh, that evolved into mostly doing recumbent reviews for my other business, BentRiderOnline.com. And um, that be, just kind of became my job in 2005. That became my full-time job. And um, I've been reviewing stuff ever since. Then I started writing for Wired.com, a couple other websites, doing phone reviews. I did a couple car reviews, things like that. And I've just been reviewing products for a really long time. And what honestly happened, like I, I kind of got in, I only got into knives really about three, four years ago. And uh, I had a few like, you know, CRKTs, the usual stuff. And then I finally started getting some nice knives and I was into it. And uh, my dog bit my hand, which is going to sound like a really weird way to start a YouTube channel. But, uh, <laughs> but, but my dog bit my hand and I couldn't type like my thumb wasn't working right. But um. Oh for a while and it was her last act on the way out of this earth not to get in a sad story it was as i was having her put down like she didn't know what was going on and she bit me and uh, only time in her life she ever bit me but um messed my thumb up and i couldn't type and it was in that dead area between 
you know, like uh, Thanksgiving to Christmas, the bike industry was shut down. And I just was sitting in front of my computer watching a lot of you guys' videos. And um, I just thought, yeah, maybe I could do that. And uh, went down to Best Buy and bought a, you know, a little bendy mount, desk mount thing for my phone. And uh, just made a, made a bunch of videos in that that one month span where nothing was going on and my thumb wasn't working right. If you look and at my I, early videos, I remember, you the, see, I like, remember the onslaught, man, when that's when you started coming out. Yeah, it unfortunately hasn't slowed down. I need to work on that. But um, <laughs> no, it's, it's a good thing, and it's very good. The uh, but the if you look at my early videos, you can see like scars in my hand and stuff. And it was honestly, I couldn't type, so I but I could do that, and it was just something to do and get my mind off my dog and stuff. And I and I enjoyed it, and then wound up. Um, it just wound up taking off way faster than I thought it would. And I have a nasty habit of turning hobbies into jobs. <laughs> and, you know, like I cycling was a hobby, became my job. Stand up was a, a hobby. It became my job. And now this, I really feel like it's my job. I don't, I don't treat it like a hobby. I feel like slicey dicey is, is one of my jobs. You know, and, I, and I've just always looked at it that way. And and I've just always this is the first time I've done reviews with my voice instead of writing. But I, I approach it the same way. You know, I, I keep it simple. I don't get into super technical stuff. I know I told you guys this personally when I saw you guys, but I always felt this way in bike reviews, too. Like if you get super, super technical, the only people that care about it are going to tell you that you did it wrong. Yes, that, there's a, that there's is a, a great point. Yeah, there's that's a, a great point. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I don't get super technical. I give people enough information to be dangerous. I let them know what the knife is like. I try to keep it under 15 minutes, and I try and sneak in a dick joke every now and then. You know. That's, <laughs> and, well, so you mentioned that uh, you got into nicer knives at a certain point. I, I'm curious to know. What you mean? What you mean by that? What was kind of the knife, maybe that started your passion yeah. for this? Well, I did. I did a video about it, the knife that broke me, which I said made me a knife guy. Was uh, I'd had a couple CRKTs um, when I was in the Air Force. Some special operator dude gave me an automatic uh, Benchmade, but it was already beat to hell by the time I got it. And then um, I think the first knife I bought myself that I really liked that really wanted me to buy more was uh uh spider co manix 2 lightweight nice yeah nice. yeah and i still have it and i still love it it's still one of my favorite knives i still use it it's just it it's just a, a great all-around usable tool and it's nothing like i try and review stuff as tools i don't review them as as I guess I review them as art a little bit, but more I just try to review them as tools. Like I, I don't try. And, I, I definitely don't get into the tactical stuff. I mean, I was in the military. I was trained in that stuff, but I just don't think it just doesn't no. have really, you know, especially on YouTube now with all their rules and stuff. So I just try and review stuff as tools. I don't try and review it as as being a weapon or a piece it's, of art and just trying to be accessible to as many people as I can be accessible to. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's been a big part of your appeal and your, your channel has grown very quickly because you review 
you know, widely appealing knives with a very uh, down-to-earth approach. It's not overly technical, and it is uh, humorous. It's great. Well, thank you. I, I try to be, but yeah. <clears throat> but you know, it's always like I, I have thrown video. I have thrown. Uh, I hate editing, so I do almost everything in one. I think Eugene, you said this too. I do everything in one full take, and if it goes bad eight minutes into a twelve-minute video, I start over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I do. The, I, I do, do the exact same thing. You do that thing. too, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for editing, man. That takes yeah. way longer. Yeah, and I have thrown things out because I made a joke that went too far. <laughs> i talk i talk to some some of these guys edit their videos you know it's a if it's a 12 minute video they'll spend six hours editing it i'm like what are you doing god spend bless them god spend bless 12 them. minutes and, and you're and done honestly i they're better than ours <laughs> yes they're they are much they better are. yes yes but i don't have significantly better you know it's just like like i'm watching vance knife bro stuff like i love his stuff but i'm like i don't have MP. time for that and Pete, yeah. Cedric, Ada, man, yeah. they, they they have great videos. I don't have time for that. I just I'll I'll start a video over again. I'll just and and every I I should one day put out a bloopers video, but they're so foul mouthed that I just don't. But don't you know, I think there's a certain subset of the community that also enjoys the very straightforward. Like, here's the knife. This is what I think into video, and they actually get a little bit lost on some of the more eccentric editing of some of our colleagues so yeah 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 i that's definitely true like it's it's good it's it takes all types but and, but i like i like to watch but there's still a definitely a segment for that because those oh, are sure. entertain i don't consider what i do entertainment I've, yeah. i yeah i find pete's videos cedric Ada, to be some of the funniest things like i'm rolling on the ground laughing oh, at love, some of his stuff i love watching them. and, and if, brilliant. You pay, if you pay attention you get the knowledge as well mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> yes but if, if you're not paying attention if it's just playing in the background or whatever it's just funny yeah it's great you know and it's uh even like like he makes cut tests entertaining what is more boring on earth than watching <laughs> tests but god bless him you know how many how much hand arthritis is he gonna have from all the thousands of cuts man I wanted I want to get saint. him to to measure his right forearm as compared to his left forearm. Yes. I want to know what that difference is. So unbalanced. <laughs> I want but to yeah, switch but, his hands. You know, like... And that's how I approach everything. Is like if people say, "Oh, why don't you do you know cut tests? Why don't you do sharpening videos?" Other people do it better. Let them do it. Other people, Other people do it better, and it's it's not the reason that you buy that knife either. Always. I mean, I don't necessarily need to test that in my own mind. I'm, I'm glad that he's doing it, man. Yeah. God bless the guys who do it. Cause I sure as hell don't want to. And, mm -hmm. and it's, and I would suck at it. So why am I gonna, why am I gonna do something? I basically, I, I don't do anything that I don't think I stand a chance at being the best at. Well, so Brian, I think that you come from a unique perspective on knives. What is it about a knife that appeals to you? Why do you carry a knife and sort of like, where are you now with your personal knives and uh, what are you into? I would say the number one thing I look for above all else is just uh, ergonomics. But I want it to feel good in my hand and I want a good solid feel. And I want it to feel like it's worth what the people are charging for it. Um, I'm not a total steel snob. I am about some things. Um, you know, like, I, I obviously, I'm not a big 8CR13 fan or anything like that. And uh, I have some steels I'm biased against. But 
mostly. I just want it to. Well, come on, bro. H H C R with a perfect heat treat, bro. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, Keep no, going. I'm sorry. Spider-Co PG-10. I get. I, that's probably the biggest flames I've ever gotten was when I said the Delica Four sucks. Um, oh wow. <laughs> it does. But, uh, it does. The end of story. Yeah. It does suck. Right. It's, not, it's, it's just it's seventy-eight bucks, really. But yeah. anyway. Um, it's, I look for that above all else. And as far as my personal stuff that I own goes, I mean, I have, uh, you, you guys know being, uh, well, maybe some of you, don't, I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm not a complete click chaser, but I admit I am to a point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, some I, of your titles, I mean, some of them. I don't put the t- in the titles. I don't. The titles I'm usually pretty even, Stevens. I just put the name of the knife. <laughs> we, we all do it. We all have to discussion do it. type things. It's the nature of the beast. We have to yeah, do it. But I will definitely seek out a knife because I know people want to see the review. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Like I have a CBB Elementus arriving tomorrow. Um, yeah, I bought it because I know people are gonna watch the review. Maybe it'll be great. But you know, it's it, that's I bought it because I know people are gonna watch the review. So half of my collection is stuff like that, that I know people are going to want to watch. And some of it is still stuff I really love. Um, and then, but in my own personal stuff, I, I would say the stuff I carry is usually in that 150 to $400 range, somewhere around there. Um, I know like, uh, my personal favorites now I've got a manic, the new Manix two crew air from knife center. I really like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm not normally a, uh, sprint run guy because every time i buy a sprint run i post a picture over instagram and somebody messages me and offers me a ridiculous amount of money and i sell it so i don't <laughs> buy them that often because i'm weak um man i can't get rid of this maximum pair of three right now i'm gonna have to give really? this thing away it still really? has a gun yeah no one's buying this thing that's insane <laughs> killing I, me killing me I sold my uh crew wear pair of three in about an hour yeah, I think that's a little bit rare. I guess because the pair of three Maximet's for sale on like websites right now. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, that'll do. You. I, I think some people got scared off of Maximet as well, just because of all the horror stories that I think, whether fairly or unfairly told, like people were just afraid of the maintenance on it and that the knife is going to shatter or something like that. Oh, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. don't, just don't do any maintenance on it. Yeah, <laughs> just don't go. do it, man. It doesn't even need it. And then, well, you know, anyways, but, but, but yeah, that's great. Brian, so what, what, was what the would last... you say is your, yeah, but in my, my personal stuff though, I've gotten, I'm getting bigger and bigger and heavier, which, uh, that was something that I think is because of the channel. So like, you know, some of my favorite knives now I have a Chavez two, two, nine, uh, <laughs> huge knife. Yeah. It's a big knife, a hinder Oh five, six, two tie. Um, I've got this Pena, which I don't know. I might not keep the Pena. I'm not really sure about that, but I really like the stuff. Like that. I've, I've been getting into this kind of heavier stuff, but then also like the only really rare stuff I keep around. Um, I have a, uh, a Skaha two carbon that I'll never sell because it's going to take a year and a half to get another one. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I, they vary a whole lot like that. I've got that TRM Adam, and it's just like, man, I, I don't know if anybody's going to do better than that. So it seems to be a pretty great knife. Would you yeah. say that's a knife that was both, you know, like a, a win for the channel, meaning like, like you would, you know, people would want to watch the review on that, 
but also like a personal favorite like is there are there many knives that do both of those things for you yeah that one was definitely both um that was one that i just and and i've reviewed a lot of trm stuff before and uh i have i still pay retail for everything from them but i do have a relationship with the company so they are going to make sure i get one Uh, but um can uh, you make sure that i get one of those 3d contoured milled carbon fiber ones (laughs) <laughs> well, so I'll see what I can do. Those look pretty but, awesome. <laughs> but, um, it's a, but it's just, a, that was one. I really liked the Neutron a lot. I just auctioned my Neutron off, but it was for charity. So it mm. was, um, that wasn't like I just sold it. I just knew people would want it and I knew it would get a good auction thing for charity. But um, uh, yeah, that, that was one I just knew I'd really like. And then the more I saw about it with the nested liners and a bit more contoured, I thought, man, I'm really going to like it. And uh, that was one that was really just for me, because not all the TRM stuff gets a lot of views, but this one did OK. It didn't do like mind blowingly amazing. But oh, really? it, that's, that's oh. one that, that that's one of those videos that people click on it for years. Sure. Sure. Yeah, sure, sure. So it's not. Um, uh, but uh, Nick had done his a couple months before and you know the the great uh the great singularity that is nick (laughs) sucked up all the views on that one initially but yeah i I honestly i always try to beat him on 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 knives that i know i can get quicker (laughs) you kind of have to right yeah that that ship has sailed but um no, it's it's just such a fantastic knife and as soon as i got it in my hands and i and i know you guys held mine at blade show and stuff it's it's just uh it, you, you hold it and just as an edc knife like yeah. that's one of those knives that you're just like i don't know why i do this mm-hmm. you know like this is just great like why am i reviewing other stuff but it, you do get those every now and then and i keep those but uh, but i am also i'm kind of an everything has a price sort of guy i always mm-hmm. have been and i think i think you guys are too i know frank is <laughs> Say that again. What? Everything, what now? Has, everything has a price. Everything has a price. That. Yeah. I sold my BBM today. True story. That's so crazy, what? man. Crazy. Everything has a price, dude. Everything has a price. We need to hear about that in a little bit, but yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so. I, I don't consider myself a collector. I I would be if I didn't have this channel. Does that make sense? Yeah. Sure. But, sure. You got to keep things moving. You got to keep the inventory constantly changing so you can yeah. review knives well, and. Yeah. I think you, you and Eugene can, and I agree with you, you, you can attest that like uh, you have to keep the channel going. You have to set aside a certain amount of your own personal interest just to keep exactly. it going. I've sold stuff that I really loved, but I'm like, I can keep this one knife or I can get four more to review. So, you know yeah. what I'm going to do. And it's feed the beast is what I always say. You got to feed the beast. And, and I think for me, like it, it's it's always surprising to me what I miss and what I don't miss too. Cause I'll have a knife in that I, I do a review of, I absolutely love the knife. I want to hold on to it. I want to keep it. Um, but then, you know, one thing will come up or another and I end up having to sell it, but you end up finding out that you didn't really miss the knife. And so you kind of wonder, yeah. did I, did I ever really love it to begin with? What you, you do really miss? Um, well, one that I really missed was, was actually one you mentioned, uh, the Skaha 2. I, I had one of the first run in, in CF, um, and it was still a little rough. They still needed to work a couple things out with their CNC milling operation on carbon fiber specifically. 
because um, there's some quirks with that, right? But uh, yeah, I, I had the knife for a couple of months, really enjoyed it. But then it was, again, one of those situations. I needed some money for something. Um, someone gave me an offer. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll sell the knife. But as soon as it hit the mailbox, like I just felt like, oh, I, I kind of wish I could rewind a little bit. Um, and so I've managed to find another one on the secondary market um, that's actually more recent. And so I'm really happy about that. And the guy uh, cut me a good deal. But yeah, the Skaha 2 was one of those. And I guess that's part of my curiosity about TRM, just because I haven't ever owned a, a Neutron or I certainly don't have an Atom. Um, I'm still kind of curious, like, is this on that kind of level of, you know, excellence? Maybe uh, the, the aesthetics are not exactly to everyone's liking or, or taste. You know, I can understand that. But um, it does seem like one of those knives that deserves a spot as just a go-to EDC, one of those perfect, quote-unquote, EDC knives out there that, that um, yeah, you get and you kind of forget about because it's just so good, you know? Yeah, I think I think both of them are kind of Mount Rushmore EDC yeah. knives, but for for it's hard to call them production, but quote unquote production stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're so hard to get your hands on. I know they're technically production, but they're so hard to get your hands on that it's uh it's hard to yeah. call. Them that. But um, yeah, they're they're fantastic. I I know one that I didn't think I would miss. I sold my. Uh, Spiderco Shaman because I was mad at Spiderco. Oh, <laughs> dude, I thought you loved that knife. <laughs> I did love that knife, but they jacked the price up so high that yeah, I was, they did. I was, yeah, I sold it in a fit of anger, really, because <laughs> I I sold it for exactly what I paid for it because they jacked the price up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I did the and, same. And I sold it, and that, and every time I see a video about one, I'm like damn it what was i think i do really miss it it was a great knife but mm. it was just uh i was mad and i was being a petulant little child and uh, <laughs> and now like it's weird we were so upset about the spider apocalypse when they jacked all their prices up that now looking at everybody else's prices going up it doesn't seem that bad anymore yeah i think everything is just on that creep and um you know you see a lot of these letters flying around from different companies warning retailers that, uh, you know, because of trade war with China and tariffs and steel taxes, blah, 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 yada, 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 like everything is going to have to go up. And, and um, I'm sure it's, it's not easy on, on the companies, but then it's, it's just kind of a bummer um, because we're not seeing quite as many of these uh, great deals from the big, big standby yeah. companies anymore, I feel like. I mean, you remember when we knives were a bargain? Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, exactly. now they're just the same as everything else. But, but, but they're still you, great. They're still you know, they always were. Uh, now that you mention it, I, I did want to... That's actually a perfect opportunity to just mention something that I ran into surprisingly today, if I can just break away for a moment. Um, I Just before we started recording tonight's session, I actually um, uh, talked to uh, Russell over at Artisan Knives. And... Mm-hmm. You know, they just launched this budget category of of knives that basically takes over their steel liner lock and G10 handled D2 bladed knives. Um, what was, that the, whole what was the section. name of those again? I don't remember. You know, I, I I'm spacing it right now, and I, I'm I'm really I'm really it's sorry to bring something I was forgetting, but it is yeah, it begins with a C, the letter C. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, there. I didn't know. I didn't realize this, but but Russell was explaining to me that the street price on those are going to be like thirty five dollars. Yeah, that's pretty mind blowing. Um, I mean, artisan cutlery hasn't exactly established itself as one of the big Chinese knife makers out there. But that being said, their G10 over stainless steel liner, like budget category knives, have been really really good. And so if they're bringing those down to like thirty bucks, thirty five dollars, maybe even forty. Like that's still pretty impressive, and so that might be a new contender, especially now that Civivi even is starting to creep up in terms of price, right? Yeah, they've even started to go up. The, yeah, the, the the cheap ones are still what they were, but they don't seem to be. They're not re- re- releasing any of the new forty-two dollar ones. They're releasing new sixty-five dollar ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, probably they noticed that people who were buying these knives were the people that wanted the nice ones, anyways. Yeah, because of the the your average like, so forty dollar knife is is kind of a guy off the street sort of price, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're never gonna find a Savivi. They're never even gonna know they exist. That's very right. true. Yeah, you know, so that's kind of what I think when I see companies going to that lower price point. I'm like, okay, that's great, but like we knives and Savivi knives are probably sold like exclusively through online retailers oh, are like 97 percent at least yeah and then so if you're not shopping those sites you're not uh yeah. gonna see these things and, well and uh, well our local brick and mortar sites well the people shopping those sites will pay 65 bucks right that's, yes that's right but like our our local brick and mortar does carry um or one of the local ones around me does carry civivi knives but man the the salespeople they really have to kind of kind of work with the customer to let them know that this is a good knife you know like yeah the, right because 95 times out of 100 they've never heard of it just like you guys are saying and so it's like yeah it's it is from china but it's really well made just feel it for yourself and they're like oh, okay you know well and then I, by a kershaw instead because they know the name right exactly that's a lot of times what happens which is unfortunate uh, but you do kind of wonder do these do the I mean, what what's needed then is a lot of longevity, right? Like they need yeah. to establish themselves. They need to have almost a generational, like cross generational continuity. Continuity, but is that really in the cards for these companies? I, I don't know. You know what I would think would help with their long term continuity is uh, slow the hell down. Yeah, sure. They yeah, make so many knives model for three years in a row. Yeah. Yeah, and make it consistently available. I think that's a big problem too. Yeah, it's just these constant streams of new models. I mean, it's frustrating for me as a reviewer because I want to get all the new stuff in, but it's, it's also too just much. Like every time I hit refresh on a browser, there's another new Civivi coming out, and they're all they're all good. Like I've never reviewed a bad one. Sure. But it's like, God, guys, slow down. But see that that make, that brings up kind of coming back to your channel, Slicey. Um, this is more i feel like of a of a bigger challenge for you because you know frank and i we we do a lot of these like custom knives maybe higher end productions that um there's a lot of hype built up to it you know and then and then it releases and then we have to wait a couple months for the next hype knife or whatever right you know yeah. Uh, not not to say that that's all we do, Frank, but you know, um, I think there is that's, a little that's bit more. That's all I do. That I, don't speak for me, Eugene. That's <laughs> all I do. But you that's guys, are good at, you guys are good at it, and that's your niche. And I know I can't do it as well, so I'm not going to do it. But that's going to keep that that that's got to keep you like 
constantly running from model to model or like batches oh, yeah. of, of knives then. So how do you how do you decide then what you're going to review versus what you're not going to review because there's just so much out there? I, if the, the first uh, like six months I had the channel, I just was throwing stuff at the wall and saw what sticked. You just uh -huh. review everything you can get your hands on. Yeah. And then and then I kind of learned, OK, these few brands people like more. And uh, I'll definitely review stuff that I know is not going to get any views just because I think it's good and people should see it. Mm -hmm. uh, but now that I'm a little bit bigger, I have the freedom to do that even more. And I think if you look at my channel the last couple, three months, I, I do more of that. Um, but I will definitely make plans to, OK, next week I need at least one review of one of the hit makers. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because you're still saying this, saying that you have to approach this at least on some level as as a job as well. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. I, I just and that's not me being. I don't know how to describe it to make myself not to sound like an asshole, but I'm not like. Well, you're not Scrooge McDuck here, right? You're not. Trying yeah, to, no, yeah. I'm not rolling in it by any means whatsoever. Um, I, I get some stuff at wholesale. That that's where I make most of my money, you know. Um, and I'm completely open about that. Yeah, some knives I get at wholesale and I resell them and I make a few bucks. I'm definitely YouTube revenue definitely is not paying the bills and nothing about this channel is paying the bills. It's uh, <laughs> my other jobs that still it's pay. The it's an bills, absolute you know? sinkhole. But I don't think it's a like sinkhole. Them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to, I'm making, it's profitable. I'm making money at it. You but, are? Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so there's, there's hope. <laughs> well, I, I mean, again though, if when you stay in the, in the production category, you can, you could do that. Yeah. It's absolutely. Easy. Yep, definitely. When you get in the high end stuff, there's there's no money to be made there. It's just uh, that's for passion, you know. Uh, yeah. And, okay. well, that, which, that's what which, I did with my channel. I definitely started out. I reviewed everything I could get my hands on. I would review all production knives, and now we know where my channel is. It's definitely more high end customs. I just got to the point where I just wanted to review what I wanted to review. And, when, and once, once you get to a, a big enough size, that that's what you can do, and that's what I've been doing. It's extremely hard. Hard to make videos now on knives that I'm not enthusiastic about. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's you know it's it, I just try like I try and at least once a week I pick out where I'm, I'm like okay this is gonna be a ten thousand view video you know like I know what's gonna be yeah. mm -hmm. and um and I know the brands that will always get a lot of clicks and I'll I'll do those every now and then but it does give me the freedom now to. Like I reviewed that Pena, I knew nobody was going to care about it, but I like it and I wanted one and my Patreon money allowed me to buy one. So I bought one and that, but that was really just kind of for me, but I do seek stuff out where I'm just like, all right, you know, this is like, like I said, I'm getting the new Civivi tomorrow. Maybe I'll love it, but it, it's not one that I was planning on buying to keep, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, it was right. something. It was just something that I thought, yeah, people are going to want to see a video on it. I'm not paying retail, so I'll just do it and I'll flip it if I don't like it. Um, and I'll make seven dollars or whatever. You know? <laughs> right, right. But uh, who cares? Who cares if you make like thirty or forty or a hundred dollars on one of these knives? Like, it's I, I get mad when people get upset that that you do that or we do that that I do that. Yeah, yeah you got it. You got to do it, man. What, do you guys like my videos? Yes. Exactly. These cost up. money. That's yeah, what they... I that's what I have to do to make it worth my time to do it. Absolutely. And and honestly, like I, I try and say this, uh, but I've been reviewing products for so long. I've gotten so much free stuff. 
over the years that it's going to take a lot more than a free $200 knife to get me to compromise my, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot more expensive free stuff than that in my so, life. So that kind of you raises know? a question for me then, like, does that, um, so it sounds like the whole reviewing subculture or, you know, of, of the knife industry, it sounds very similar then to these other other kinds of um, you know, product reviews that you've done in the past. W- would you say that's true or oh, are there significant differences? Definitely. Yeah. I think the only um, the only difference I would say is there is. uh well, I guess not a difference. So when I read electronics, mm-hmm. free stuff rained from the sky. You know, I mean, it was just like free phones, free tablets, all kind of stuff. Because because they they spent fifteen dollars to make that five hundred dollars cell phone. They were sending you. <laughs> and after your gross face has been on it, they don't want it back anyway. So, <laughs> you know, there was that was free stuff rain from the sky bikes. It's kind of iffy. It's sometimes I've never gotten a totally free bike, but accessories and stuff, everything's always free. Um, and with knives, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, maybe it's kind of halfway between those two. Like I have gotten several free knives, but nothing that's like horribly expensive, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and most of that stuff I try and use for giveaways. Sometimes I sell it, not going to lie about that. I don't feel ashamed about it or anything, but, uh, and the companies don't mind that you do, but, um, yeah, it just, it It, depends. It depends on the company. It depends on the price level you're at. Well, so Brian, uh, you do pretty much exclusively production knife commentary and reviews. Do you own any custom knives? I don't own any. No, I'm a highly, highly considering one that also you are on the books for that. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that you were because you said it in our little secret cabal. <laughs> uh, it's OK. You can tell you can say it. I'd really want to hold Spectre like yeah. very badly. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. But, yeah. But the, the primary reason why I don't own any customs is and I know we've talked about this privately, but I'm a very I have very boring tastes and. I would order the most boring version that they've ever made. But that's great. That's missionary, <laughs> the missionary vanilla bean. Yes. And at that, <laughs> at that point, you think, wow, there's a lot of really good production knives that look the same. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? It's, it's just true, like, though. You're like, why am I spending $800 for a knife that only I know is as good as <laughs> Because yeah, the or- action's great or whatever. Or four thousand dollars, yeah. Yeah, where I, I just I could just spend four hundred dollars and just go order it, and it'll be here in three days. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, and that, that's kind of where I'm stuck at. I don't. I think Mokutai is hideous. I, yes, sailboats. Yeah, Tell everyone your sailboats <laughs> joke. <laughs> so on our little, we we talk a lot on Instagram, and on our, it's our little inside joke, and I think it's funny, but I think probably you two are very annoyed by it by now. No, I enjoy. No, it. I think it's hilarious. I think it's true. <laughs> I I think it's very true. Every time that somebody posts a picture of a knife with a whole bunch of mokutai, it just reminds me of those things you used to look at at the mall. Those pictures that you take five steps back, and you're supposed to see a sailboat, <laughs> and and I could never see the sailboat. So every time, yeah, the like 3D picture. 
Yeah. So the I can't remember what they call them, magic pictures or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, or magic eye or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. the time that somebody posts a picture of a knife with a lot of moku tie on, I just say sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> and it brings me joy. So well, basically, you know, that, Mike's collection discussion. is just a, a whole shipyard full of sailboats. No, both of you guys have some amazing stuff, and and I got to see a lot of your collections at Blade Show, and 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 that they are undeniably amazing. Uh, but and then, like I said, if I didn't have the channel, I'd probably have more customs. But in my mind, when I look at a custom, I'm like, that's eight hundred dollars. That's like six other knives I could buy to review. Yeah, yeah. And that's a very healthy way to think about it. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> yeah. Just I'm always thinking about the channel, and in a way, that's kind of ruined my my knife collecting in a way. But I like it. I like the interaction. I like interacting with people. Um, that going down to Blade Show, I admit it's my first knife show. I was a bit concerned. I don't have exactly the same leanings as a lot of other people in the knife world, but it was great. Everybody was super cool. It was a very rewarding experience. People knew who I was. It was nice. I signed a couple things. That was great, you know. And I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't, I don't feel like it's like I, I'm not upset about it. But like, yeah, I would own different stuff if I didn't own the channel. But um, uh, I, you, you come at this from a very different perspective. I think I'm certainly. I started as a collector that just wanted to talk about knives. I think Eugene largely did the same thing. But you really are making this like a business. You're making. I think you're the first person that I can think of maybe Nick sort of evolved into this almost accidentally, but to like actually do this for as a business. I just don't know how to do it any other way. It's not, right. you know, it's not like a, uh, it's not like I thought, Oh, I'll be better at this than everybody or anything like that. I just thought, you know, Hey, maybe I can do these. And then I hit a thousand followers in like four months or something like that. And then I was like, Okay, maybe I I sh maybe this is worth me putting some effort into, and if I'm gonna, if I'm going to put effort into it, full send, you know, I'm going to do the full effort on it. And, right, right. Um, and I think I just I think I just have a lot of experience dealing with companies, and I know when I call companies and I ask for stuff or I introduce myself, I know the one of the most common things I get is, oh, it's nice, yeah, you were very professional which I don't think I'm professional at all. I'm a, I'm an idiot, but, <laughs> but I, I do have experience doing this and there's a way like you, you can review something and give it a bad review without, without being a jerk, you know? Yeah. sure. And, and that is a very delicate thing that takes, it took me five or six years of writing review, writing seven or eight reviews a week before I got to that point. It's like how much, how much fun would it be? Yeah. How much fun would it be if you could just be like, this is a complete piece of shit? You know what? I don't think I even have that muscle anymore. I, don't think, I Honestly, I've been reviewing stuff for so long. I just don't think. Yeah. It would take a lot of a lot of effort. It's just. Well, it's because you've developed a, a way of thinking about it more elegantly, I guess. You know, I, I, think, I, I, think, I think what I think about products is a lot of stuff, unless it's just unabashedly horrible. You know, sometimes you get something like any any product, knife, bike, whatever, car. It, sea Hunter. It may, it may not be for you, 
But you can imagine who would like it. Yes. What I mean? Yes. And, and I try and put my my mind in the place of the person who I think would like it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and I don't think I don't think some people do. And that's one thing that it's not just the knife community, but since we're talking about the knife community, the the people who take so much glee in finding something wrong with something. Yeah. And then making a big deal out of it and trying yeah. to yes, and making a making it seem like there's a bad problem. Like they're the first person that noticed it and they're mm-hmm. just so happy that they found something wrong. Well, it's just like in stand up, because I'm a comedian too, like doing stand up. Yeah, doing dirty jokes is the easiest. That's the easiest. I could go up there and be dirty and yeah, you get laughs. It's easy. And mm-hmm. and just mocking something, it's just easy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the easy way out. Just burning something to the ground, that's super easy to do. But actually giving someone the information that they need or telling a joke that is is funny to a larger amount of people, that's much harder to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's interesting because I, I feel like um, there is this weird dynamic where and and you get this in any hobby really or any like microcosm but there's always this kind of attitude of you know i i I, i'm not really seen until i am putting something else down you know like this feeling like like i I, i'm I'm, beefing (laughs) right like i'm valuable or i've contributed when you know I'm, i'm i'm destroying something else and um, I don't know, like maybe other other hobbies are large enough to sustain that kind of thing without it really disturbing, I guess, I don't know, the equilibrium or the, the health of the community. But I feel like the knife world is just small enough, you know, it's big enough to be exciting, but also small enough where, uh, you know, real relationships can be built. And then when we when we just kind of end up trashing things or just blowing things up, just for the sake of stroking our ego, whatever it might be, I think at that point, yeah, you might feel good about yourself for that day, but you've you've done damage, like actual damage to people and to their companies, their yeah. businesses, um, whatever it might be. And it just doesn't seem like there's there needs to be much space for that. I, I do think that there are times where you just kind of need to vent a bit, you know, or or release some of that frustration, but it really is, I don't know. Um, it's hard, I, to, it's hard to draw that line. I, it, uh, it is. It is very much. Recently, yeah. I reviewed the uh, the new MDDK from Wingman EDC. Oh, right. The, yes. The, the yeah. one with the uh, the kickstop flipper thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just honestly wasn't sold on the idea that it was a $440 knife because it's not. It's a $200 knife and they're selling it for $440. And I kind of expressed that I didn't like it. And I got some... There's a lot of negative feedback when people don't hear what they want to hear about these things. They they definitely get upset. Oh yeah, and and you have to do that every. You know you have to you have to do. They have to be honest. And, and I, I just I, want you know being honest is difficult. And I, I think I all just, all of us here try to do that as much as I, possible. I can just say to anybody who thinks that I'm too positive about something or too negative about something, I sleep at night. You know I I know I did what I I know I did what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, it's just my opinion. You know, it's not. And some, just some, take it. That, that was the funniest YouTube comment I ever got was someone said, your your videos are all just your opinion. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> and the more opinions, the better, man. The more voices that we hear. I think we've had a good influx of some new reviewers lately, and it's, yeah, it's a definitely. good thing. And, yeah. it, I, and when everybody tells me something like that, I tell them to go bother Eugene. <laughs> That's Thanks. right. At least Thanks. we give opinions, no? You know, I mean, there was yeah. a there was a whole generation before us that didn't give opinions. They're like, here's no. the product. No, and it's yeah, and it's and it and I, and I came up reviewing stuff through the the birth of the internet, you know, and uh, um, I started doing product reviews in 1998. So it was like as the internet grew, and I started writing for more online publications. I get comments like that and I just feel like replying, like they say something they think is going to really upset me. And I'm just like, I've been hearing this since 2002. I, I am impervious, you know, for, to your insults. You know, I just, I'm so used to, I've gotten death threats, all kinds of stuff on the internet before. Like, I don't care. You know, I just, I just honestly, I, I could not possibly care less that you're upset. Um, if you're rude, if if you put a gen a genuine, hey, I, you made a mistake here. First person to admit, I make mistakes all the time. But if you just, you know, call me names and and with no substance, I don't. It doesn't bother me a bit. Yeah, I recently had a knife maker slash designer do that to me. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, like, we shall remain nameless. But that's it. It's just you'd be surprised at who who that comes from. I think it's yeah. an interesting era in the in the knife community to have people like the three of us that uh, talk about knives on YouTube videos and Instagram, and there seems to be some popularity. It really is an uh, an interesting time, for well, sure. We're freaking influencers now, Frank. That's can that's you freaking believe that? It it doesn't make any sense. I went from talking about uh, my Spyderco Nirvana to people actually, I think, care about what I say sometimes. And uh, it's it's humbling. It really is. Yeah, I mean, I've had. I think the closest thing I've had in the knife community is I had one maker. It was right, and he just said, and I made a a joke about something that was wrong with the knife, and he said, you know, you need, you mean something. You need to think about what you say. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I didn't mean anything to anybody. Mm. But I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, I do. But, um and i apologize it was fine but it was uh yeah it is it's it's a it's an odd thing like when it is the same with like in stand-up anybody can do a couple open mics and call themselves a comedian mm -hmm. and now the youtube you can you can make a couple videos and call yourself a youtuber it's it's one of those few jobs that requires no qualifications Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, and so that's that's I'm, one of the things that I feel like people need to understand when they're watching reviewers too. Like, it's not sufficient to just pay attention to the content that they're presenting, um, because that content is coming from a human being, right? A human being with personal preferences, likes, desires, dreams, hopes, ambitions. I don't know, whatever it might be. You know, like backstories, origins. You know, and all that. Like, and so all of that is going to be informing the kinds of, I don't know, opinions that they have about this or that knife. Uh, and so you kind of have to understand their mindset, too, when you're when you're watching a review, if you really want to get some kind of quality 
content out of it. And th- that was like a mistake that I made with I, with a guy that I'm pretty sure everybody cut their teeth on with like nothing fancy, right? Like yeah. he he gives excellent reviews if your if your needs are like exactly the same as his, right? Yeah. Like if if what you're looking for is exactly what he's looking for, or if you spend your day to day pretty much doing exactly what he does day to day, which I don't know what it is anymore, but like if that's what you're doing, then okay, then that makes a lot of sense for you to take everything he says to heart. But like I I was not living that life, you know. I was not no, in his whole. I was like, not in that. Can Can we just take a few seconds? Like Nothing Fancy was one of the original knife reviewers for sure. And there was a time where he gave, I feel like, very salient knife overviews and reviews. And then I feel like if I watch one now, it's like 30 seconds of review buried somewhere inside of a 45-minute video self-referencing other videos and a lifelong <laughs> project, nothing fancy project, where he's constantly reviewing and shooting things outside. I just – anyways – I'm learning about it. Can you repeat that? I wasn't listening. I was putting zip ties on all my spider (laughs) coats. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know, man. It's like, what is this project exactly? The review. I know exactly what you mean, Frank. But you know, as like, I actually, you know, I bought one of the t-shirts. I was into it, man. I love that stuff. He's irreplaceable, man. He's great. First, him and Nick were the first two that I started watching. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He was huge. Absolutely great guy. Great, great channel. It's different now. He would also admit though like if your day-to-day needs are not the same as his then his review is probably not going to be relevant to you um yes. yeah and so that i think that's, that's a, but i think that's <laughs> why the three of us exist because we all all three of us have very different uses yeah. and thoughts even from each other and yeah, so that's true that's very it's true. good it's good yeah. to have I mean, that perspective when i go buy a product i usually watch the reviews after i bought it but because I'm an idiot, but uh, <laughs> but, uh, but if you like when you go buy a product, don't and you're watching a YouTube or don't watch one, yeah, you know, exactly. watch, watch three, four, or five of them. It's going to take you 40 minutes or whatever. And it's and it's another reason why I try to keep my videos fairly short. I want people to watch the whole thing and and get to my conclusion part. You know, it's it, yeah, everybody has different tastes, and it's just it's just one data point. Everybody's review is just one data point, mm-hmm. and. People get so wound up about their data being more valuable than someone else's. And it is, you know, I've disagreed with both of you before when I've watched videos and I'm like, I thought about it, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I mean, I didn't talk to you for like three weeks after that, but you know, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) that's totally right. And one person's opinion doesn't mean a whole lot, you know, objectively, if any of us are discussing things that are objectively wrong, with a knife, you know, those things yeah. will come up. Yeah. yeah. That will, that will be obvious. If, if you hear a problem two, three times, it's a problem. Yeah, exactly. If the knife doesn't lock exactly. up, if the blade well, comes is, not sharp, you know. And I don't, I don't mean to go on a rant, but the number one thing that makes me mad about YouTube is the knife comes out, nine out of 10 of us love it. One guy says it sucks and he gets seven comments saying, Finally, an honest review about this. <laughs> <laughs> he's not honest. He's wrong. Finally. <laughs> yeah, that's it's usually gross. right. That's usually God, right. That makes me so mad. <laughs> that's the one thing. I, like insults don't bother me. All that stuff, but man, that that makes me so mad when I see somebody just trash something that's objectively just good. 
<laughs> and it and people are like, finally like, someone's being honest. No, he just he's wrong. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny that that's a whole thing too. Like, there's this natural skepticism built into people where they think that if you're positive, then you must be lying or paid. But yeah. maybe we maybe life isn't that bleak. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe I, the world isn't as Orwellian as we're afraid that it is. You know, or even if it is, it's just knives. You know, I go into everything wanting to like it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a healthy way of living. <laughs> and I think you could suit Eugene for sure. I think you go into everything wanting to like it. And I, I know, I, I know yeah. Frank does because he spent seven grand on it. So I know he wants. <laughs> you know, I want. I re- I'm like, I really want to like this. Please like it. Oh, yeah. please. Oh God, I'm gonna eat ramen tonight in this cardboard box. <laughs> but it's. But you know, I, I don't think that's. I don't think that's an unhealthy thing. I think a lot of people go into stuff wanting to hate it right off the bat, and it's. That's not a way to even live your daily life, you know, forget about doing reviews or anything like that. Like, do you wake up in the morning and pour your cereal and just man, say, man, I hope this sucks so I can tweet about it. I'm going to let it get soggy before I take my first bite. (laughs) I'll just say, like, you know, none of us are making a lot of negative videos on purpose. So, like, I think if people want to know. Just just if it's a bad knife, it's going to be omitted from everybody's radar. Yeah. We're not we're not talking about it. It's probably not worth talking about. Because yeah. we've all just done enough. Us. Just we've, ask all us. Done, mm-hmm. we've all done enough of these that we know before we get it that we're not gonna like it. You yes. know? You, you can tell look immediately. Like, I'm not gonna like that. I'm not gonna bother with it. All right. And and it's not that even that like, oh, I don't wanna say anything negative. I'm trying to be nice in company. It's just that this isn't paying us a lot of money and I don't wanna waste my time with something that's a chore to use yes yeah 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 i I want to enjoy the process i don't want to hate it yeah and and of course the 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 question that i'm sure is on a lot of our listeners minds at this point is like mike you must just be itching to start your channel now (laughs) Right, you must just be so pumped There's and no way I would to do that. start a channel. No, but why wouldn't you? Because you, Mike, you, you have this smooth, you, smoky voice. Dude. You do. It's so. It's so I was Frank music. and I were messaging about this just mm-hmm. today uh, about the demands <laughs> that you guys set up for yourselves when you put out so much content. And I actually thought about it a while ago, like right after I just right when Nick Shab- uh Nick was starting up. And I gave it a little bit of thought as I started to get more and more customs. But in general, I'm pretty lazy. And <laughs> that was the guy really who owns it. multiple businesses, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I'm lazy with my personal stuff. And it's an, uh, yeah. So, well, so and, Mike, and there's a lot of good, there, there were, there were a lot of good voices out there um, already. I think it's really great to hear y'all interact like this. And, there are just, you know, there are a lot of good uh, channels for the whole spectrum of knives, and I don't know what I would really. Well, Mike, add. I I have a question for you. As a a non this this conversation has been very YouTube knife reviewer centric, and I apologize for leaving you kind of out there, but you have it. been a silent patron of most of the major channels. Certainly, me, Eugene, Nick. Uh, and you've been a major contributor, but at the same Every time, you've goddamn thing. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> well, Slicey, you just went out of your up and cover. Slicey, you want to review some? Uh, and Mike is now in. His his collection is all high end customs now. But as we were going through it, Mike was kind of going through his collection and stuff too. I'm curious, Mike, what do you look for in one of these, you know, YouTube reviewer people? What what aspects do you like to see when someone talks about a knife? Mm. Um, I just watch them as pure entertainment. In other words, I'm not trying to gather any information that's going to help shape a purchase because most of the stuff I get now, you know, it's not like you're going to watch a YouTube video and then say, Oh yeah, uh, you know what? I will get a mini sabotage after all. (laughs) It's it, it, I I really just enjoy vacuuming up all the content I can uh, about knives. Most of the stuff, or I'll say, yeah, most of the stuff for sure. I would never own, um, by this point and i still watch you know reviews of production stuff even though i know i'm not going to have it um and i think you know if you're in a hobby you just kind of want to keep up with it in general that's, stuff that's, that's coming out I, and i'm really happy that you, i'm really happy that you said it that way because i've always noticed that people want quantity even more than quality <laughs> and I, I mean you know Yeah, well, and and also the spread between you three is also nice. I know what I'm going to get from each person. Uh, I know the type of knives they're going to cover. And a lot of times it's easy to guess where the final verdict might be. But, I, you know, I really just like the different perspectives. I think the quantity versus quality thing is true as far as the the products, but as far as the the personality and stuff. I think, I think they want quality. Yes, I, yes. I agree. There's a, there's a yeah. balance, but I, w- the people would love for all of us to make six videos a day, but it's impossible. Like it's just mm-hmm. impossible. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. There is a saturation point, but, and I've probably passed that a while ago, but, um, <laughs> uh, Brian's like, dude, I'm making 19 videos a day. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> no, I, I make, I make one a day tops, but uh, it's usually one a day, but that's great. That's good. And uh, honestly, the bike industry is closed on Mondays. So I bank like five or six on Mondays. Um, oh, but works. yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, it is, it's, it's nice to hear from, uh, you're, you're, Mike, you're as close to a normal human as we have that just sits and watches <laughs> stuff. So we all, I think we all watch everything through shaded lenses of like, oh, that guy got that first. I thought I was going to get it first. And you know, Matt, <laughs> and you, yeah, you yeah. can't enjoy it. It's like I can't watch Netflix stand up specials because I'll watch it and just be like, I'm better than that guy. And it makes me mad. <laughs> like when I, when I made a video on a, the mini smoke and I sent it to Brian and he published his video before I did and I was like damn it <laughs> I'm so stupid Why did you, I, that, you have that for so long I just assumed yeah. you put yours up I'd have held it back I didn't know uh, no, I, I didn't care I just laughed I was like I'm so stupid why did I wait Yeah, Frank, yeah. you do this weird thing where you have like four or five videos that are just sitting there and I'm like Dude, everyone I, wants to see this stuff all the time, man. Come on. <laughs> I can never. I I have this. I do this weird thing where I sit 
on like two or three videos like it's the apocalypse and I'm going to run out <laughs> of videos. I don't know. Like I just need to have them saved. I don't know why I do it. it I have like feel better. It didn't, it didn't get many views at all. Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's fine. It does seem like it just is kind of another knife now. There's there's so many knives. Since the first Booze Smoke came out, we knives made 43,000 new models. That's so, true. That's true. Yes. But, and, but you such know, saturation. Isn't right that now. crazy? Because the, the smoke was like, I, I mean, it's I, I don't want to throw around like superlatives too much, but man, it was a very, it was almost a revolutionary knife. I think a lot of people were shocked at how high quality of a knife you could get with a unique opening or at the time unique opening mechanism, you know, for relatively an inexpensive price, you know? And they were but, one of the first people to kind of get in with Wii right. knives to start making these right. special production runs. Because I think everyone was still kind of like skeptical. Who are these guys? And should we really trust trust the Chinese to make our knives, you know? <laughs> and now I yeah. joke that it's easier to specify which knives are not made by Wii than it is to say which ones are made by Wii. Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, at one point, um, just the other day, I was looking through my, my collection, and I had six knives that were made either by Rayot or, like, under Rayot's own brand. And so, yeah. yeah, and I don't, at this point, I don't have a, as huge of a collection as I did before, so it was just crazy amount of, like, plurality in my in my collection. It's just nuts. I have, like, three Rayots and, like, five Wii's, and none of them say Rayot or Wii on them. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's sneaky how they're doing that it is very sneaky yeah it's just uh because i've you know i just get the the stuff they make because because and that's those companies i think like we and uh rat to a point it they're so busy making other people's stuff that i think some of their stuff is just it's always very well made, but it just doesn't have any soul to it if that makes any any sense. No, you know? I'm actually very curious to ask you, Brian, because I saw you just published this video. You just got your hands on the Mass Drop Riot uh, Rain, the Lambert. Yeah. Mm. What did you think about that? I feel like that's an example of what you're talking about. Yeah, I. It's fine. I think for the price, it's fine. Um, How much is one of those? I don't I, even remember. I think I conveyed that in the video where it's fine. I, it's it's beautiful, very well made. I love the floating backspacer and stuff, but uh, just didn't just didn't blow my skirt up. I'm just surprised that they went with that model because it's just so similar to the both the Augustus mm -hmm. and the Crossroads before it. And it's like, very similar to the Pena, the mini diesel that I have too. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's the same I, skill set that they're using too. You know, it's yeah, not like. It's, I I do find it amusing that Rayot, um, less so on the rain. The rain still is pretty thick behind the edge, but I do find it amusing that Rayot does much better grinds on knives they make for other people than they do on their own. Yeah, <laughs> it's because yeah, those other people force them to do it. I think Brian Nadeau really pushed them hard, and the Evo Typhoon was amazing because. Oh of yeah, that. great slicer. Yeah. Yeah, because because yeah. you you buy like the, my Chavez and the Pena and stuff are fourteen thousandths behind the edge, and you get one of theirs and it's thirty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think for them they were really chasing. Uh, I, I think the whole plan of attack was like trying to catch the attention of American retailers or makers, and then kind of turn them onto their OEM side, right? I mean that's got to be it. They're yeah. they're not necessarily yeah. making Rayot branded knives for the sake of having those knives 
be become legendary. They they just want people to know we can do really good stuff and our techniques are really really up you know really high up there so i think think riyadh is probably the best manufacturer there is oh definitely if i was was to know what i was doing enough to design a knife that's the first place i'd go to absolutely yeah in 10 years we're all going to just be talking about how grandpa koenig um and angie and joe holt you know and um and and tim reeve and his 15 children or i don't know whatever right whatever he ends up having in the next 10 years like that they're all they're the only american made companies like left in the world i feel like the rest of the world is just going to be rayat maybe yeah. we'll see man we'll see we know but yeah it's it, and i you know what i'm fine with it I'm, yeah i wouldn't be i wouldn't be upset by that to be honest that's that's the craziest part of it right like they're so good that it's kind of like okay well just someone do it better then you know it's it's not even well, and then and then you have the american companies i mean can we just take a brief second and discuss the zero tolerance zero two two three? Oh goodness do you want to fill us in in case those of us didn't catch catch this I mean, little weird announcement that they made <laughs> very briefly the zero two two three is a knife that is designed by tim galian uh <clears throat> To be uh, look to look like the old military knives, uh, like the old K bars, the old uh, SOG knives with, uh, you know, like in the old military the stacked knives. leather handles yes, and like the, yeah. the the clip point Boeing. But the yeah. folding version, and uh, it, it's all black and tactical looking, but it it had a lot of lock stick. It just felt like cheap plastic, and it it has this weird uh, set of holes in the blade that a lot of people don't really understand their purpose. They're just sort of style holes. And that doesn't, it's very, a weird departure for ZT. Uh, it looks, you know, people were not excited about it. I was not particularly excited about it. Uh, Tim Galian was not that, excited that's, that's, that I was not excited about it. People were not excited about it. <laughs> yeah, people were not excited. About, I mean, it just, oh man, read the comments in my Instagram post. hatred for it. Yes, and so what we see now is that ZT is offering a very limited number of them, like 75 of them. Or I don't know how many it was, but for seventy-five dollars off on their website, and then it's like maybe going to go away forever. I don't know. It's weird. They're just selling it on there, but it's. I feel like they made a misstep. I just feel like they keep making missteps, and I oh, wish. Yeah. That- I th- I think that's the closest that ZT has come to admitting they made a misstep. Yes, I, I, I think you're I right. Think, yeah, I think that is the. I think that is the most gracious way they can get out of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, uh, I really wish that uh, ZT would come <laughs> back, man. I remember a couple of years ago when we were just learning about Wii Knives and ZT was at the top of their game mm-hmm. and they were they were the company to beat and now it's not necessarily the case. Well, that, that was a comparison that was made, right? Like, oh, here's a Chinese company that's making knives on the level that ZT can make them. Yes, and I remember people being kind of hesitant to make that comparison. And so that's, like, well, that's are you sure? That's you know, about the time that I that I really got into all this. Was yeah, about that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I think I think you you hit the nail on the head, Brian. Like, this is the closest that they can come to actually openly admitting that maybe they made a mistake. Maybe they need to get rid of some dead blanks that were part of an initial run. Um, and they just needed to take the parts and sell them for something, you know. It's better than forcing them on their dealers. I think so, yeah, because I know some dealers who are just not very happy about that. Yeah, it's um, not going to sell well. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's one of those things where 
you you know that the head of ZT is is following the social social media. You know he's following reviewers. He's following um, podcasts and whatnot. Well, Maybe not ours, but but, I, but some I, of them I, out there. I've heard I've heard from some people at, at ZT a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, and so I mean, well, I know I met uh, Jim from ZT. Jim, yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and he like uh, he followed me on Instagram. I know he's watching, man. I feel bad. Yeah, about no, what other people guys, said. They're, they're good guys. It's just something. It needs. I don't know. Just something. I don't know what it I, is. I've been most. I've been mostly positive with Kershaw and ZT. I mean, what mm-hmm. probably favorite knife I own is a ZT 0562 tie. Well, Great yeah, it's knife. an incredible knife. Yeah, Great knife, um, fantastic knife. Yeah, and uh, I and I. And I've I've liked a lot of Kershaw's. The bare knuckle's a great freaking knife. Um, I liked a lot. Of, I even liked some of the assisted stuff. I can't have them in New York anymore. Maybe that's a whole ambig. It's up. Oh yeah, the, that new thing. Yeah. Knows. Mm. Yeah, we don't even know. Cops don't even know if assisted is legal is legal or not. They have no idea. It's yeah. the whole thing. Just don't but stab I, me at them with it. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. That. That. I've talked to a lot of local cops, and they said, "Don't be a dick and don't worry about it." And, right. <laughs> but um. Yeah, but uh, I, I've been mostly positive about them. But yeah, no, I've heard from them once or twice when I've yes. said stuff they haven't liked. But um, I explained my side of it, and they were always fine afterwards. So yeah. they're going to get through this. They're definitely going to get through it. I mean, they have the the capital, the the brand. They're going to yeah. get their groove back, they're definitely big, for sure. Too big not to. Exactly, exactly. But I think it is a matter of um, maybe bringing in some fresh talent not just kind of relying on their heavy hitter designers in the past. And let's be honest, or if actually, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but personally, um, I'm, I think I've seen enough like Sinkovich designs for a good while, you know, um, no offense to him or any of his design work. It's incredible, but uh, I think you can only lean on specific designers for so long before people start feeling like it's stale. And then you run into this problem where it's like, well, the designs are good, um, so we can't like not make them, but, but if we, you know, try and break away from that and, and, and test out different kinds of waters, you know, a lot of that ends up getting kind of hostily received. So yeah, like the whole, the, the, the zero two, two, three, my problem with it wasn't actually the build quality. Although I think there was some issues with that, especially it being a prototype of blade show. Um, and, and my problem wasn't even those holes on the blade. I, I actually didn't see that as a structural problem, um, or, or the holes on the handle. There were some big ones on the handle too. I think the bigger problem for me was that ZT had always been making like such classic knives, you know, like knives that, like the 0562, like you said, I mean, granted that's a hinder design, but it's a classic design that could be relevant yeah. 10 years like from the, now. Like the 801. Right, the 801, exactly. Like these designs that they just stand the test of time. But when you start making a knife that's kind of themed, you know, that's tied to a specific event, like why not just make a moon landing knife while you're at it, right? Like why not, <laughs> why not make a holiday themed knife if you're gonna keep pushing it that direction? Why not make a, a mermaid knife? A mermaid knife, yeah. See, it, and the thing is, you're even beat there because Bokers is amazing, but um, <laughs> like at that point, it's just kind of like, okay, you're you're chasing relevance, you're not relevant, and yeah. and that's a problem. And they yeah. could change the wording on the box, just saying. They could get a new <laughs> box, man. That box is really or give old. a pouch. Just get a pouch, right? <laughs> a real not, beast. It's not even a box. It's it's a box-shaped bag. 
Yeah. Like it's the thinnest cardboard. I didn't know they made cardboard that thin. They are easy to stack though and fold. That's that's one positive. They're and better than the Spiderco box. <laughs> the Spiderco box at least has information inside of it. Hey, yeah, and it's got that foam insert, box. man. It's the it's worst got... box. To you know whose boxes I really like? It always comes open if unless it's like oh, that's sealed true. up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Benchmates boxes are pretty good, I think. They're great. They're very good. They're good boxes. They don't quite fit in a flat rate box, but you know, if you get it in the middle of the box and bend around a little, just jam it in there. Just wrap jam it, up it in there. there. Yeah. The best box I've had recently, honestly, was a honey badger. Really? Oh wow. yeah, it's got like a nice magnetic closed box, and it comes with a big nice sticker in it, and it's a really, really well built together, really well put together box. It was very nice. Uh, you know who makes a good box is uh, HEA Designs. I know, Frank, you didn't like the flame. No, much. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> you said that. I oh, have, I said, no. Okay. My bad. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was thinking of somebody else. Sam, <laughs> I don't. He said that, Sam. I didn't I say. Thought, I thought the flame was a very, 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 very cool knife-shaped object. No, I uh, maybe it was you I was talking about then. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, I'm I, really, I really did like it. I thought it was cool. I totally got what they were going for. I could totally see why someone would buy it. But what did I say in the review? It would be excellent for defending your home against very small dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I hope Sam sells every single one of them that he I'm ever sure, makes. I'm Genuinely. sure he will. I'm sure he will. Cause I really hope he does. A great dude. And it's, it's a really cool design. It's yes. just not my thing, but it's definitely the thing of a lot of people. I'm sure he'll sell every one of them he ever makes, but I hope so. Yeah, no, but I mean, all, all of that aside, the knife aside, like the boxes that he does are always incredible, and they come with that slip, that felt slip. You guys know that what I'm is true. About? He yeah. really does do the best, really great packaging. On um, top of the knife, and a yeah. whole bunch of little presents inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got to be honest though, I, I did feel just while we're on the topic of that knife, I, I say this on my review. I, I think it's a really fun knife to have. Yeah. Um, the kind of knife that you'd want to put into your pocket on the weekend or something like that. If and I just was a collector, I, w- I would have. Yeah. But it, it, it did, I did, I did have a harder time just using it um, versus say the, the wing, the, the wingman that he made before that. Um, arguably it was maybe even more esoteric of a design, but the wingman, it, it the blade itself was just very straightforward. It was literally a, just a giant Warncliffe. Um, so yeah. I kind of missed the functionality on that one in the flame, but it's still a rad knife, you know, and I think that's maybe the best way to describe it. It's just so radical. Well, yeah. guys, it, this has been a really fun conversation. I think we've been talking for well over an hour. Oh, my goodness. You're uh, right. Yeah. And I think that uh, we've really left Mike out of this conversation. So sorry, Mike, uh, oh, for good. not it's really having to edit the <laughs> But I think that it's great that we were able to have Brian on. I think we had a really unique uh, conversation about certainly YouTube knife reviewing and and what's going on there with us and sort of the current status of what's going on, status, status, whatever, uh, (laughs) of what's happening there. And uh, so definitely an interesting new episode here on the podcast. Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap things up here, but I did want to kind of touch on maybe what everyone is planning to do uh, with their collections right now. I know all of us are constantly shifting around with stuff. Maybe we could talk briefly about what we're planning to get or what we, we've just sold or or maybe something exciting that's going to be happening for your collection. So uh, why don't you start that out, Eugene? 
Yeah, so uh, a couple things. One of them actually has to do with you, Frank. So I just a couple of hours before we started recording this video, I, I bought a knife off of Frank. Um, and yes. yeah, it's kind of funny because it was a knife that I had my eye on. Well, I mean, it was it was only for like five minutes, right, uh, that it was available. But I was I thought about buying it, didn't have the funds, and uh, was happy to see Frank pick it up. Um, and so I was just going to ask him actually at some point, hey, can I check it out just for a review or something like that? But um, yeah, you decided that you're going to sell it. So uh, can I say what it is? Yeah, of course, um, man. Of course. Yeah, it's the it's the grind tactical knife. Um, um, oh, geez. I just spear tag spear tag spear tag. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funky. But yeah, I just spaced the name for for it. Uh, it comes in a lot of different sizes, a lot of different configurations. But the one that uh, I bought it for you, Frank, has that worn cliff, that straight edge. Um, so any of you guys out there, if you guys have been following Frank on Instagram, you, you'll see pictures of it, and I'll, I'll 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 do my own take on the on the knife a little bit later on my channel. Uh, but yeah, you're looking gonna, forward to that. You're gonna really enjoy that knife, man. That one is set Fantastic. up so nicely. The detent is so crispy. The blade finish is perfect. The carbon man, fiber is sold great. It. It's no, it's great, man. I'm sorry. Do you want it's, me to sell it back to you? Is that it's what so you're good, dude. It's so good. Uh, you're going to be very happy with it. It's I am excited. Night, I'm yeah. really, I really appreciate that one. Also, Mike, um, Mike just sent us in the chat here. There's one uh, available on Blade Forums right now. So it might be sold by the time our listeners are listening to this, but there, there is one actively on there with Superconductor on yeah. uh, Blade Forums for I'm a good sure price. That, at, a, at a fair price, too. At a very yeah. fair price. Yeah. Not sure that GT Knives has um, gotten as much awareness yet, but, you know, uh, as we've been saying for the last couple of episodes, right, like, expect the French makers to be coming in full force. Yeah, yeah the, the other couple knives that I'm looking forward to is... That is, that is pretty. I'm Googling it. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, there you go. What the hell you're talking about, but yeah. I'm Googling it now. That looks... Yeah, that's very pretty. Uh, one nice. other knife I'm planning on picking up soon or in the next couple of months is actually from a, a maker in indiana uh called uh the company is oz steelworks i believe oz steelworks um this guy makes a model called the roosevelt and it's got this interesting detent system where it, it's using two detent balls uh one to interface with the tang of the blade similar to the way that um uh Similar to the way that the the Omnumzan, um, uh, ceramic ball ball sure. detent, you know, uh, bearing lock interface, how that works. So he's using something similar to that, but also another detent ball for the actual face of the tang to fall into the detent hole. You know, I, I'm not sure if I'm explaining this correctly, but he's got two detent balls. They're arranged in some way that creates a unique two feel. Two balls, two yeah. big balls. Yeah, so Good. I'll finally be complete and totally descended. So. <laughs> uh, I guess that's, that's interesting. <laughs> I have not I've not heard of this. I'll be curious. Wait, to what's see what the, that's what's all this about. company? It's called OZ Machine Company. Sorry, not Steelworks. OZ Machine Company. Um, okay, so okay. Oz. Um, but yeah, I, actually, this knife I think might really appeal to you, Mike, just because of its its size. It's a smaller size. Um, it looks very. I think someone described it as looking very 2019. Um, it, it does kind of uh, echo a lot of. The design oh. aesthetics that I've seen from other knives recently. So I'm on the Dude. books for this. Um, I saw this. I met this guy at Blade Show. Oh, you did? Yes. He He's was from Indiana. Yes. That's a nice knife. Is it? Okay. Yeah. It I'm is. really looking forward to it. 
it's good. It's like uh, it, the the guy could not be a nicer human being too. Really mm-hmm. a good human. Mm-hmm. Oh man, man I, I'm looking at this on his Instagram. Great, great pickup. Nice. Yeah, so I got on his books. That should be headed my way in a, about six weeks, I'm guessing now at this point. But but we'll see how that that process goes. And yeah, shout out to uh, uh, I think it's D Bromero underscore eight for for tipping me off to this guy. He's on Instagram. Um, some of you guys might know him, but yeah, really, um, really looking forward to that one. Nice pickups, man. What about you, Mike? What do you got coming? Um, few ZTs, few Spidercos. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, <laughs> Come on. He's going to start uh, his own channel. That's his fodder for his that's channel. That's right. It's all over, guys. We're I can't now. even, I can't start a channel. All my knives have been on other people's channels already. Be some old, <laughs> <laughs> some old shit. No, you can um, set the record straight on them. It's, that's your angle. Yeah. These guys um, got it wrong, right? I <laughs> own have? that knife, and he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do I have coming up? My, I was just messaging with uh, the Holtz for my Spectre bolster lock. I'm going to pick up some uh, Mokume because at, at, um, at, in Vegas for it because Ladinox will be there, and hopefully his materials make it oh. to the show this time. That's cool. Um, I have a Fisher Fury, the non-bolster, like the frame lock version Ew, coming. Nice. Um, what else? Uh, oh, you know what? Another GT, the Integral. He's going to do, he's doing three more Integrals this summer. I think it's a little bit, I think he's making it a tiny bit larger than the one that you have, Frank. It'll be a 3.5, I think is the plan. Um, so if you, decide, that one, if you decide you don't like it big, you can trade me for mine. That'll be fine. <laughs> Ooh, nice, nice. That, that might that might be in the cards. Um, we'll talk about it. We'll talk. And I think. Uh, and I think that's about it. Oh, and USN. I mean, I'm looking forward to the show. I'm not taking up anything at the show, but um, I don't know. All my hopes and dreams are pinned on lottery. <laughs> nice, nice. What about you, Brian? What do you got coming? What's next? Uh, you know, I feel like I'm the only person without a Holt on the way, and I feel very bad about that. <laughs> That'll soul. change eventually. I think you'll pick one up. Yeah, that I think that's it's a Holt or a flipperless Arius. I think would be that if I got another expensive one, that would be what I would go for. Um, well, yeah, I've, I've got the a uh, couple Civitis coming and um, a couple of steel wheels. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about them yet. Ooh, sweet. And a couple more I'm not allowed to talk about yet. <laughs> so oh, the uh, drop um, Terzula, that new Tanto one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they they just announced. Um, I am allowed to talk about that. Yeah, I'm going to have that. And because I think pre-orders are good through middle of next month or something like that. And um, I'm excited about that. I, I missed out on the first Terzula they did. Yeah, that Tanto and, is uh, a nice shape. Better. It's a, a really nice tool shape. I think it'll be great. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I some people really hate tantos. I call myself tanto agnostic. I guess I I just I I don't dislike them or like them. I'm kind of even Stevens on them. But uh, yeah, that one really appealed to me. The look of it looked really cool. Brian, nice. I have a question for you. Since you, um, how many knives do you typically own at any given time? Oh, um, not as. <laughs> this is gonna sound stupid. Not as many as you think. Probably like fifty. Okay. okay. I mean, just yeah. the amount of content you put out. I, yeah. No, you would, if you would have said 250, I would have said, yeah, no, that makes ba- sense. No, basically, uh, if, if I 
if I don't have a plan for it and I haven't carried it in like a month, it's gone. Mm. Yeah. Basically, he just takes two CVVs mm. that he already has and then disassembles them and reassembles them in a new way. And then he's got two more. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's what they do at the factory. Yeah, that's pretty much it, right? I think so. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, I've also got a hold bolster lock uh, on the way. They just messaged me before this. Uh, That's going to be sick, man. Yeah, I was making a stupid joke, and I was right. (laughs) (laughs) It was was a thing. This has been, uh, you know, somebody just asked me on their post today, how do you get on everybody's books? This build was, I I asked them over a year ago at Blade Show, long, long time ago, and uh, it's just materializing now. Uh, Bill Koenig is revising my Arius. uh, He texted me this morning that it will be done next month. Uh, Hmm. I sold the GTK to how, Eugene. How is, he, mm-hmm. how is he reviving it? Is he putting the soul of a child in it or something? He is. He's he's sacrificing. No, he's he's uh, <laughs> putting a new titanium scale on it and some uh, some fancy materials for me. It's been quenched in the blood of the innocent. Oh God! <laughs> if Eugene said it, that's how. That's okay. <laughs> I didn't want to say it in front of Eugene. So. <laughs> the blood of the innocent. Uh, and then, uh, man, there's there's a lot of moving pieces. I had to sell the BBM. That's so Fuck. wild. I sold the BBM today Can't because it's not mine. And, be and honest, these things, Frank. You sold the fake one that you had, right? You, you the, you're keeping the real one, though. No, 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 no. I have. I sold the black one. I sold the black and green one, man. It's what? gone. It's, I don't. I literally don't even have it. And with me, it's in California. With you the just put owner. that that Ontario yeah. Knife Company one in the box, didn't you? That's that's messed up, man. No, man, it just—it's time. It's time to go. I gotta move on. Wow. I got a new exciting Frank Fisher Rob Carter collab coming up, so I needed Ooh. the money, and now's the time to move that one. So it's moved. I have every intention of selling my Nirvana 2.0 in the immediate future. Uh, oh boy! And then wow. I have those. Uh, I talked about this last episode. A couple of French knives: a sous vide and Lavial by the end of the year but mm, good nice. times lots of mo- lots of motion going on in my collection gonna sell a few gonna get a few see good that's times. when that's when you need to be suspicious all of you listeners like when frank posts a picture of a knife to his story with no caption and no like explanation nothing about it Thanks. then it's probably a, a nostalgia post that's my guess. That, that means it's honestly because I saw you post that that Nirvana today. You know? Yeah. Oh no, yeah. that Nirvana is gonna stay. That one I, I like. Oh, that much. one's gonna stay. Okay, that one's gonna stay. All right. Yeah, so okay. he's just sitting in a, in a dark room listening to sad music, drinking <laughs> so cognac, missing. Yeah, it. that's right. That's right. Well, good times, guys. This was a great episode. I really enjoyed talking with you guys. Uh, thank yes. all of you for being well, here. Again, sorry, Mike, that uh, we didn't include you quite as much, but I think it made for a very unique episode. And thank you to all of our listeners. If you've made it this far into the podcast without uh, stopping, thank you so much uh, to each and every one of you. Uh, please feel free to contact us at, uh, is it what is it, Eugene? KnifeLifePodcast at gmail.com? Yep, KnifeLifePodcast at gmail.com. And how about if you... If you send us an email um, and you ask us a question or make a comment or whatever it might be, uh, the first, I don't know, 10 people to do so with their address, I'll I'll mail out to you a sticker. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Eugene made some great stickers. We were handing them out at the Blade Show, and uh, we'll be happy to send them to you. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I am Frank. 
I go by Dr. Frunky uh, on Instagram and YouTube. You can reach me at drfrunky at gmail.com. Eugene? Oh, yeah, and this is Eugene. Uh, I go by Eugene Kwan on Instagram and YouTube. Um, and, yeah, you can find me at either of those places. And this is Mike. I go by Bloom and Blade on Instagram. And Brian? Uh, Brian, sliceyday 75 at gmail.com and uh, sliceyday 75 on Instagram and sliceyday on the YouTubes. Awesome. Thank you again, everyone. Thank and, you, Brian. Uh, yeah, thanks, yeah, Brian. Thanks, thanks for, for coming having, on. Thank you, yeah. Brian, for being here, man. What a, it was a really nice, uh, nice time having you on. We should do it again sometime. And uh, thank you guys for listening, and have a very nice life.